You're listening to Creators in Saigon, a podcast based in the rapidly modernizing city of Saigon, Vietnam. I'm Dana, and together with my co-hosts, Tuesi and Nico, we interview the most inspiring creative entrepreneurs Saigon has to offer on topics about life, relationships, creativity, business, health, and more. We are all coaches specializing in different areas, but our common goal is to inspire you to reach your full potential in these areas and improve the quality of your life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Creators in Saigon. So today you have the three of us, Dana, Tuesi, and Nico. And we decided to switch things up a bit in this episode. Usually, obviously, we have a guest speaker, but today we thought it might be fun to do a question and answer and get some questions from you guys, the audience. So thank you so much for those of you who have submitted questions. We have a few good ones that we are gonna try our best to answer today. So we will dive right in. The first one is someone asked Nico, what do you gain out of this podcast? What what do you gain out of like joining this podcast project and how do you monetize it? So Nico, do you want to give your first thoughts on that one? Sure, sure. So this question is interesting because I think for me, it implies that we, we always try to do something for a, a reason, like for getting getting something. But the mm-hmm. truth is, when we decided to collaborate and join Creators in Saigon, we, we really improvised a lot <laughs> <laughs> and even tried to make videos and then, you know, like try to process a little more, like the way you were operating already. Mm-hmm. And, and all of that and all of these ideas and solutions were found out on the spot, so... So for me, I think the main thing is to try to find ways to get out of my comfort zone on a weekly or if not daily basis, because that pushes us to contact people that we think uh, could be a good fit or people we would not maybe connect with on a business level or even on a friendship level. It's more like we have an orientation of like being inspired by these people and then we contact them to be on the show, right? So for me, that's the main reason. It's like uh, it's like that's, that's where we. I think for me, I, I gained a lot from mm-hmm. from this. So, yeah. what have you two guys gained so far? It's a good way to review it because now it's been like six months or something like that. Uh, six months already? Yeah, I think so. Well, yes. we don't have a cake for this. I think it's like September. <laughs> <laughs> a cake? Yeah. It's gonna it's be one year anniversary, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we when bars can reopen, we can have a, yeah. a party. Dana, you wanna? Yeah. Jumping off of what Nico was saying, yeah, it's I really like what you said, how you don't always have to get something out of doing something. Sometimes it's about what can you give. And for me, I've given and got from this podcast because it's like my main goal actually is to elevate the guests who come on here and try to help them as much as we can in terms of getting their message out and whatever like business or project they're trying to grow. But at the same time, it's, it's been for me quite a personal development journey in terms of just opening up and having to be vulnerable on here Mm -hmm. and having, knowing that so many people are listening and knowing that if I am as vulnerable as possible in my insecurities, it could help someone out there listening who is maybe struggling with the same thing Mm. and by hearing me or hearing a guest or hearing you guys talk about it it gives them that permission to 
talk to someone else about it or uncover something they've been yeah. struggling with. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think there is this idea behind of the for me it's like this concept of shared knowledge that that multiplies every time you you see one per, one more person who views or 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 download the the episode. Mm-hmm. And and instead of having the conversation in a in a coffee shop with this person and just asking them you know like mm-hmm. about the questions we usually ask, then it benefits to a lot of a lot of people that are listening to it. And mm-hmm. I think this is what is the real gain, at least for mm-hmm. for us as a host, because we are the VIP listeners. <laughs> Somehow we have the guest in front of us, but then we have the opportunity to actually share it to to other people, and and it helps everybody. I guess in yeah. the process. So, and I like too. It's almost like a digital diary that we have because yeah. we're gonna be able to come back and look at this like years from now and mm-hmm. be like, "Wow, when I was twenty eight, twenty seven years old, like I was really struggling in this area." And just to be able to see that that growth is gonna be cool too. I think I don't hate my voice anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was just thinking about this. I was like, "Agreed." You know, then, Five, ten years ago, you would have recorded my voice and made me listen to it. I would be like so not confident about how it's such a weird voice. And then I'm like, yeah. I think what we gain is knowledge, experience, connections, confidence, very obviously. And those things are, you know, like it's not something that you want to monetize right away because it's, I would, I would, I would say that it would take the essence out of the, the, the whole thing. But definitely, you know, like, I mean, it's just it's it's priceless, you know. Those connections are priceless, and mm-hmm. the shared knowledge that you're saying is very true. It's like I've learned so much, and and the, and the connections that we're making are are incredible. So I'm very happy with the, with the six month experience so far. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And then we each have an episode now. So you know, like for me, it was like the most vulnerable thing that I could have done. Yeah. And just for it to be uh, in the world wide web now, it's mm-hmm. it's very uh, reassuring. My brother listened to it. My sister listened to it. My best friends listened to it. So it's like my it's my story. So maybe I'm gonna say something. Maybe you you can cut it. But it's like you literally automated the process of having to explain it to the different people in your yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Be like, go to listen this episode and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's come back to me. <laughs> it's also a good. It's also a good reminder of like things always can change. Like you know, even me giving my and exactly. I'm, I'm sure. You know, coming from re-recording yours, from your first one that wasn't released to the second one, there was a tremendous amount of change already in the yeah, way that yeah. you were answering questions. I'm sure Dana is dying to redo hers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because there, there is an evolution that is that yeah. is happening. And, yeah. and I can see myself re-listening to it and be like, oh, there was there were so many things that I wish I could have said now differently after mm-hmm. understanding it the first time, truly mm-hmm. speaking in public, so... That's the type of experience that I'm looking for, and that's the type of experience that I'm looking for the the guests too. Like, you know, every time we we ask a question that really resonates with them, I feel so happy. I feel so proud of myself. It's like this question is gonna stay in their head yeah. for a few days, and, and it's gonna bring changes, you know, or bring evolution in, in some way. So, mm-hmm. and 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 some of them already like messages yeah. back and be like, "Oh, I'm still, you know, processing yeah. this." Or thank you again for mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. episode. And I, I've listened back to like episodes you've done in the very beginning, mm-hmm. and like even you were introducing guests differently, and you were asking questions differently, mm-hmm. and and I think the real gain is this like these pictures that we you, you mm-hmm. made every week or every month you were recording an episode, mm-hmm. and then 
now like it's our turn to <laughs> to to see my, those changes and, and see my, what's gonna happen my, my secret uh my secret goal in every episode is to make dana or you laugh because <laughs> both of your laugh are so like <laughs> contagious it's like every time I've, every time dana is laughing i'm like yeah validated <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> we had the teen teens laugh was also really yeah <laughs> contagious <laughs> yeah yeah and then i guess the second half of the question about monetization i mean we kind of answered it that our main goal is far from monetizing the podcast and yeah i i, I just wanted to say too that it's like you don't have to monetize every passion or hobby that you have you can just do something for the pure enjoyment or mm -hmm. fun of it and so to anyone thinking of starting a podcast but they're like oh how am I going to monetize it like don't worry so much about it there there is some financial investment in the beginning like if you do want to get a proper microphone if you do want you know soundproofing stuff but it's not it's not a huge investment and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the goal is to have fun as well mm -hmm. and just to just also just to throw it out there it's like we we're not against sponsor like we loved the, yeah, the sponsor exactly. mask that we had it's just like you know it has to align with also like the, the values that we have as a team mm -hmm. and it's like you know what mask was putting on the table was very aligned with mm -hmm. those aligned yeah aligned mm -hmm. uh, this is what we're we're looking you know like it's the sponsorship that we're looking for are not based on the money but on the connections that on values that we're making and, uh, and on how like you know it's pushing the uh... yeah good okay next one someone also asked nico can i be a guest on the show and what is our ideal guest what is the profile of guests that we're looking for so i wanted to start answering this question by maybe mentioning about our uh, calendar somehow because we do one episode a week so we cannot invite everybody, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that that also, I think that that bounce like uh, that resonates with what you were saying about the, the sponsors. I think this is a really good word. We, we should be, you know, like that, that's going to be my answer. Is like it has to be aligned with mm -hmm. uh, whatever we feel on the spot by having this person. Yeah. And and if it's too like stereotyped or if it's too artificial. Mm -hmm. In the process of of inviting this person, I don't think I'm interested that much in you know doing it. Instead of if I see someone, I'm like, oh, I'm super excited, and I really want him or her on the show. Mm -hmm. Then I guess, of course, if this person accepts, then this this is going to be probably good quality because we're going to be more enthusiastic to do it and more eager to listen to this person, help him or her to share whatever they have to say, mm -hmm. and obviously benefits everybody in the process. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm going to go back to uh, what Dana said about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I think this is one big thing that I'm looking for to guests, which is their capacity as showing how vulnerable they are. Because, I mean, if we talk about creators, then the process of creation is stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And that comes with a great deal of knowing how vulnerable you can be. And, mm knowing how to deal with mistakes and failures. And I feel like this is what the audience is really looking for. Not obviously how you succeeded or how you're creating things, but also how you deal with the dark side. I like to use the dark side. This day. <laughs> how you deal with the, with, the, with the other side of the equation, which is like, you know, how vulnerable, the, what do you do when you feel alone and 
all this the, the, the process that we go through when you're creating really and yeah. we want good stories and, and good stories comes with vulnerability like mm-hmm. we, I, I love when, a, when one of the guests goes like you know I give some really bad experiences how they dealt with it how they didn't do deal with it or you know or even not giving out results just being like yeah I'm hoping for this and this is the step that I'm mm-hmm. that I'm trying to put it to put out there and yeah who knows yeah. if it's going to be, you know, a failure or not. And mm-hmm. I, I love that, but to be part of the process. Really. Yeah. We're going to ask you about your childhood. We're going <laughs> to dig into your relationship with your parents. So mm-hmm. be ready for that. And I'll add to that. There is, I would say, an etiquette to, to asking to be a guest on a show. I know that I've been really put off by people who have messaged me with, like, a link to other podcasts they've been on or they just say you know I'm an expert in this can I be on your show Mm -hmm. kind of thing and it's like whoa like I don't Mm -hmm. know who you are you need to tell me more about you tell me why you want to be on the show and I I do prefer if people have actually listened to the show because that shows me that you're you have an idea of what we like to talk about and mm-hmm. who our potential audience might be. So when it's clear to me that you, you're you just trying to get on here to like share your about your product or something or like promote your business, yeah. and we, we are doing this to support people to help promote their business, but the business is not the main focus. The person is the main focus, so... We want to know about you and your story. And yes, we will talk about your business, but that's not, we're not, you know, just mm-hmm. selling your, your business yeah. on here. Yeah. yeah. We are all interested in how people got to the success they have eventually, mm-hmm. but there is the dark side of success and we all know about it. Like in our own personal life, like we all been through some stuff like that. So we are actually more interested in those stories mm-hmm. behind than you know, like analyzing some numbers and, and comparing uh, the size of our business plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is the topic or expert, expertise area of the speakers? So each each of us at this point have had our, our own full episodes. So if you're more curious to learn about each of us individually and our full story and our full expertise, I would say go back and listen to our episodes from a high level so I can start and talk about myself. (laughs) 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 I don't even know, guys. Like, I'm very at the beginning stages, I think, of a new evolution. I used to be more like a subject matter expert, I guess, in podcast producing. That was my whole thing for from 2019 to 2020, basically. And then I pivoted very sharply to, well, it kind of was life coaching, but I barely did that. And then I kind of fell into more of the health coaching thing. So nowadays, I'm super into nutrition and specifically plant-based nutrition and mm-hmm. how to yeah prevent prevent chronic disease through proper nutrition and just kind of busting myths and deconditioning around all of this old science that exists and especially for women because so much of the 
the research and the knowledge that we have today about nutrition and about disease has been researched only on men because mm. back in the day they believed that the male body is like the average human like it that's just the baseline human and so yeah if you look back in the history yeah. of women's wow. women's health okay. they've done massive studies about heart disease about everything and there's not a single woman in the wow. study enrolled mm -hmm. in the study because like they believe that women are just small men or mm. that or something but different yeah <laughs> and that we have these hormones that like change with our menstrual cycle so it would just mess up the data oh, wow. and it's like yeah it's it's more difficult, more expensive, I guess, to do research with women. So, so much of this knowledge that we have today is not actually applicable to women. And then you get this, this bias in the medical industry of doctors who a woman will come to them with these symptoms and these problems. And they're like, oh, it's just all in your head. Like, don't, you know, don't worry about it. Just stop worrying about it. Or here, take this pill when there's actually like, a clear problem or at least an, an unidentified problem yeah maybe. yeah so i'm just wow. super into sort of breaking down that whole idea and just getting people to realize getting people to try and take more control of their own health and wanting to educate yourself because it wasn't even until 2016 that the National Institute of... <laughs> I'm going in now. Yeah. <laughs> you can't stop her. <laughs> Don't you stop her. <laughs> Last thing I'll say, it was not until 2016 that the National Institute of Health made a policy saying that research studies now have to include women. Wow. Before it's like four years ago? Literally. like yeah. Before that, it was not like... <clears throat> You didn't have to include women in your study. It's, it's in the U.S. or it's... National Institute. Yeah, I guess it would be U.S. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to Trump or... No. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that. Um, but yeah, so that's why it's so important to, to read books that have been published after that date and like look at the research yeah. after that date because your doctor may not know this stuff because if they went to medical school... In the, in the 1990s or what any time mm -hmm. before that, the, what they know is not what's most up-to-date. And we would like to think that our doctors are staying up-to-date, but they're not. They're not. So yeah. you have to be the one to take responsibility and educate yourself uh, about that stuff. That is all I will say. So <laughs> I think I answered the question <laughs> about what is my expertise. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a nice, like, probably, I think, 30 years plan because mm -hmm. like, if this is the beginning only of this then mm -hmm. it's gonna evolve and if you are in the beginning of the process it's, mm -hmm. it's beautiful yeah 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 it's fascinating again every time I, we talk about Dana's growth or what she's doing I'm always fascinated since the day I've met her I'm like well this guy's like when she was talking about cycle thinking I was like this is This is groundbreaking for me. It's like, this is how I will approach all of my relationships. I mean, the only relationships that I will have until the end of my life now. Uh, what did I, cut that off. I mean, even like all the relationships, you know, with any women, with any like, woman. Yeah. Like, but this is the, for me, it's like, I mean, obviously woman is, is more than half of the, our life. If, yeah. if anything, if, 
more sometimes, you know, and, and it's such a misunderstood, disregarded half of our life. Really, it's, it's crazy how, uh, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm super proud and super happy. Not proud. You don't need me to be proud of you, but I'm super happy. <laughs> I do <need> it. <laughs> You, you have all you. my respect and my support in, uh, in, in continuing this because it's, uh, it's something that we need to, uh, to, to shine a light on. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, uh, we keep on forgetting that what like in France, women had the right to vote when in the sixties, I think only, mm. and it's not even like yeah, sixty. Yeah, it's like crazy. Really? Yeah, before that, like you know, it's I think like, it was forty-four or something. Yeah, it's it's so recent. It's like <laughs> things are not equal at all, and like it's just uh, it's just crazy, and it just for us men too the the deconditioning that we have to do every day especially in our relationship is quite is quite amazing on my side my area of uh, expertise wow so there's an etiquette that i or a label that i, I I'm, i'm slowly trying to peel it off for myself is the the one of the drug addict <laughs> which i again the episode that i made <laughs> an expert drug addict yeah i mean it's a or the or i was like and someone mentioned this about a year and a half ago that I was mentioning my addiction as a as a crutch now mm. or as an excuse for for many things and I'm like and every time someone something resonate with it in a negative or positive way it resonate anyway that means there is a part of truth in it mm-hmm. so I, I've done my reflection about this and I'm like yeah it's true that I need to stop being the meth addict or the recovering meth addict or the that's it mm-hmm. this this is part of my life it's it's nice and it's in the in this box of experience and I can you know share it or you know try to compassionately you know help someone in in his experience in his journey of addiction but it's not something that i want to be an expert in yeah it was anymore. a step on the journey it was a it's step a, on the journey it's a chapter in your book but yeah. it's not the title exactly Whoa. yes yes <laughs> so yeah so it's it's something that i'm slowly peeling off and i and i and i can count myself i can count the amount of time that I said per week, like, you know, oh yeah, back when I was doing drugs or, and I keep on like falling back to it. The exact same way that you were like mentioning your hostel when you were just mm. quitting there, or we mentioned our previous business or we have this coping mechanism that I, so I don't want to be this guy anymore. Mm. You know? Do you want us to call you out when you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you, yeah. Whenever I give a, you know, a tool or a stick to be beaten with, just be, <laughs> that's like, you know, my accountability circle. Okay, yeah. So. I would like to wake you yeah. up. It's like, especially <laughs> if I use it as a crutch or as a know-all, be-all type of thing. It's like, mm. well, I was a drug addict. So mm-hmm. let me tell you about life. It's, it's not like that anymore. There's so much more. So I think the area of expertise now for the past year and a half is has been, I'm an expert in my own self-care. And that's the only thing that I can be an expert in. Nice. Is in developing is just taking care of myself and also taking care of my relationships. So I'm very proud of of how, how it's going so far. And that's the only thing that so far I can give advice on. It's like, or, you know, coach people on is how to care about, about yourself in the ways that I've done it and how to care of your relationships in the ways that I've done it. For everything else, when it comes to personal life, I'm not 100% sure that I can help. Yeah. When it comes to business now in the consulting part, then if you need any help in like, you know, managing a team or managing process and systems or you know, managing small to medium-sized business, then I'm here for you guys. But uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's a good answer. And like these questions about like what we are specialized in is it's difficult to answer. It goes back to the chapters in the book mm-hmm. because today you can put this as a title, be like, oh, I'm expert in nutrition or I'm mm-hmm. expert in productivity tools. And then 
you find out more about the subject, you discover other things, and then you realize like the behind picture is something else, mm-hmm. and then you'd be like, okay, I need to change my title. So, like we spend a lot of time adjusting the titles. Meanwhile, like actually, I think with like especially like if I talk for me, it's more like about <clears throat> being curious about all the things, like the new things that come come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to analyze them and and see if it's suitable with whatever we we actually are planning on doing or what we like to do. Just in order to actually be, you know, open-minded about about HU topics that comes to our life, mm-hmm. and and yeah, this expertise, like from, I mean, like this specialization or expertise, like for me, it was difficult to to choose a specialization for my for my for my uh, end of studies. Mm-hmm. They were asking to to be specialized, and I choose entrepreneurship. <laughs> so I guess. <laughs> I guess it's an excuse you know, <laughs> yeah. to be like, oh, I don't want too much to be specialized, mm-hmm. and more like you know, be like the engineer of the pro- of the project, and 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 be able to as well manage it at the same time. So mm-hmm. yeah, like of course, eight years in Vietnam for me. So I know a lot about Saigon. I know a lot about Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in meeting people who achieved some some sort of growth hack or, or who've done some innovative stuff that are changing the world and, and our environment. So this is hard for me like to answer that question at, the, at, this, at this moment. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's hard for all of us. Yeah. And, and, and we all, like each of us, because someone might be wondering, how do you become an expert in something? And yeah. I mean, all of us just read a lot of books we're always talking about books we're always sharing interesting articles interesting youtube videos like podcasts back and forth in our group message Mm -hmm. so like if if anyone out there is listening and not really sure what you're interested in or you know you're like just explore and go like search around in podcasts or ted talks even like if -hmm. there's a just go to the TED Talks website and see which topics just catch your eye and then start watching those and then you you just go deeper and deeper and then all of a sudden you've like been doing that all day. Mm. And yeah. yeah, and actually after the whole day of research you can you can be that expert already somehow, mm. you know, enough to mm. go in a conversation and and talk more than 5 minutes with someone that is already knowledgeable about this topic mm-hmm. and you would be as knowledgeable as or at least to follow the conversation yeah so like being an expert what is you know what is it is it yeah. after one day of research it's, or right. is it after a life yeah um, yeah and it's uh, also the, the word of the moment i mean like it's it's for many years <laughs> being an expert it's like it's a it's a bit clickbait <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, like even if you're just one step ahead of someone in mm-hmm. something you can still help someone so even if you I remember our friend Brian like I met up with Brian and he wanted to ask me about life coaching and I had only had one client at that time Mm -hmm. and I was like what could I possibly offer to him how am I going to help him but after having that conversation I realized I I mean I have a little I'm a little bit ahead of him so I could give him Mm -hmm. some tips and advice so even if you don't know everything about everything in that one area, you can still help someone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, how do we manage the team? I'll answer that question short and easy. So we have two tools that we're using, Notion. We talked about it in different episodes. So we have the board, 
that is very similar to a CRM and we have a production list. Templatized, very easy. Everybody communicates on this. And for the other side of the communication, we use uh, just Messenger. <laughs> yeah. We have a group chat. Facebook Messenger, yeah. And then uh, if you're wondering who has the whip, then yeah, definitely Dana has the whip. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, expecting Dana that. is the whip. <laughs> Get someone. Yeah, when she says something, she says something. And everybody goes, yeah, okay. <laughs> Yes, like, can I can marry this person. <laughs> yes, you can, Nico. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I noticed you're always like, if Dana's okay with that, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So That's how it is managed. Dana is the, obviously, because she's the, the creator. Sunshine. She's the creator of uh, Creators in Sega. Mm. So she's obviously having the lead on all of this, and uh, we're just. Her puppets. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. Um, how do creators manage their ideas and implement? Mm. Where is it? So how do we create, how do we manage our ideas? So the same, I think. Uh, creators like us or creators like... They might mean in general. In general. In ger creators in general. Wow, I think there's so we can ask the question to the next guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so different. Like I don't think there's one answer that applies mm. to everyone. Um, yeah, but that's great. Yeah, I think we have to, we answer that question. We're gonna take that question and we're gonna ask. Yeah, the next mm -hmm. creators. It's a good question though. Yeah, because manage their idea. Okay, there's there's this manage. It's like. It's like production, you know, it's like yeah. a really capitalist thing. About <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to say something? You were about to say something. And implement. Uh, okay. Not really. I mean, there's like, I guess, different phases, like brainstorming. I, I, I don't think I really have a specific process mm. that I've written down or anything to answer mm. that. But about, they also ask, like, how do you measure success? And I think that's so different from every person too because mm -hmm. first before you measure it you have to define it so yes. what is what does success mean to you what is success so mm -hmm. is it the monetization or like are you happy with just the fact that you are getting to practice your public speaking skills yeah. on the podcast so there's yeah. so many different so ways too. that that could be addressed it's, 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 it's for me like this is kind of this, the type of question that Like there is no method for like you need to apply your own method. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, so yeah. those were the general questions to to the team and, and a little bit of of that. So now we're gonna go into questions about the life in Vietnam from one of our uh, audience member, who is abroad. Who right? is abroad? He's so he lives, in, he lives in Canada. Okay, uh, I can shout it out. His name is Chris. I used to work with him. Really cool guy, yeah, Chris. Chris, you're a British uh, guy that is now living in Canada. If you are a creator. Why moving to Saigon? Wow. Exactly. What's so special about uh, Saigon, Vietnam? And to answer this question, I will point to Nico first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good question. I think Saigon has a lot to offer for someone who is creative, especially if you come from Canada, because this, this is a completely different world and it's really vibrant. So you have a lot of people you can connect with. You have a lot of opportunity you can find. I'm sure, like we can all relate to this. Like I think Vietnam is colorful. It's 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 people who are entrepreneurs in their mindset. Like there is nothing that they don't think is impossible to do. It's like nothing is impossible for our generation here in, in Vietnam. Like they believe in themselves. They have more and more access to a lot of different knowledge and, and really good teachers coming in. 
really good people who are more and more experienced about everything and 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 yeah we've we've been talking about it to different creators on the show i think they've managed to create in saigon because like all this inspiration you can find from just sitting mm-hmm. in a cafe and looking at people and finding ideas because you're surrounded with people who actually produce ideas at the same time mm-hmm. and who are willing to achieve some projects. Yeah, I agree. It's all about your environment. So one of the things, because he was asking, why not Thailand in comparison? My answer to that is, I don't know anything about Thailand. <laughs> so Thailand? <laughs> Thailand. Oh, he asked Thailand. Yeah, no, Thailand. Like, why not move to Thailand, for example? I, I, think, I think to answer that question, you can... I, actually, you can, you can move to Thailand. You can know, you, or you can watch any videos about any type of successful digital nomad that decided to stay in Vietnam, really, because it's the same. It's yeah. the same type of reason. They, or for creators specifically, the Vietnamese local population is still very young, and there. So the energy, I would say, is very creative mm. per se, because it's a growing community. It's not as famous as Chiang Mai, for example, for for nomads. So I think like the. The energy is more diverse. Mm. I have never been to Chiang Mai, but I can assume that it's full of just expats or digital nomads, and it's always the same type of circle and vibes. Mm. I would say also, so I go back to this a lot of the time, and that's the reason why I moved to Vietnam is because it's affordable lifestyle. So yeah. whichever lifestyle you want, you can afford it here in Vietnam, and that's one of the big reasons that I've came here. Because you know, for fifteen hundred dollars, I was just saying today now, you can. You can have a really shitty life of partying and not that partying is bad or like, you know, alcohol, drugs and, and stupid ass things. Or you can have like the healthiest lifestyle that you can, that you, you yeah. can afford actually, you know, and it's also like to, to start any type of ideas and creation. It's mm. very cheap. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, so you can, you can initiate creation for a, a modest amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, a small amount of money. Yeah. 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 So that's really good. Yeah. It's a, it's a very good city. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, when you're not, when you're somewhere like America or wherever else, I feel like maybe you are constantly stressing out about money and finances mm-hmm. and coupling that with the environment that you're around of other people who are just watching Netflix or, mm-hmm. you know, like want to go out to happy hour and whatever, just not really doing alternative creative things. So, yeah, I think it's kind of the both of those things, the environment here and the ability to not stress so much about money you can make enough to meet meet your needs and even go beyond your needs i would argue mm-hmm. but also have that free time to breathe and and think and create and all of that yeah that's yeah saigon is good i myself want to uh, talking about saigon vietnam specifically i'm thinking about actually moving out of saigon and going to a, a place called da nang to go live by the beach because I again going back to affordable lifestyle it's like I've always enjoyed living by the beach <laughs> and I'm like I can I, it's not like I've worked for the past year and a half really and I I'm still affording my lifestyle really and I'm like it's even cheaper in Danang it's one yeah. of the number five beautiful most beautiful beach in uh, in Asia it's still underdeveloped in terms of like you know all of the expats and uh, digital nomad like uh, lifestyle so it's like perfect why not so it's that's really good mm-hmm. next is he had also chris had general questions about moving to vietnam i think we can refer him to our episode with guillaume guillaume uh, created this website called or company now called move to asia so if you have any questions about moving to vietnam or moving to asia in general mm-hmm. this is the guy that we recommend perfect. great guy he has yep. plenty of youtube videos 
Or you can also talk to Nico. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've been helping a lot of people moving yeah. to Vietnam <laughs> for the last eight years. But for me, like, no, I, I, I'm not a good person. Don't contact Tracy. <laughs> yeah, don't contact me. I hate talking about that stuff. <laughs> Even though um, I did it. Yeah. The next one I think I can take. Yeah. What, what do Vietnamese people think of Americans? Obviously, we can't generalize a whole country and like mm-hmm. every individual has their different opinion and it can even vary. I mean, we are, we are in Saigon in the south and in the north. I think maybe it's it can be different. I haven't spent much time in the north, so I don't really know. But here I feel welcomed. <laughs> I like whenever I get on a grab bike and they ask me where are you from and I say America, they say, "Oh, number one." <laughs> and then I kind of cringe because yeah. I'm like, I don't think you realize <laughs> what really goes on in America like I think they have a very kind of superficial view of America and and they just see Trump and see him being hard on China and they like that oh, they love Trump yeah they love they, Trump in general okay in sorry in general yeah generalizing yeah yeah I haven't, I haven't have you any. have you ever like been confrontated about no. you know, like this no. the past or anything like that because I think it was really the first thing like going back to like moving to Vietnam or whatever like usually on Google for example the, the Vietnam the keyword Vietnam is associated with Vietnam War mm-hmm. like <clears throat> like the number of research about Vietnam War is much higher than you know the beach in Da Nang or yeah. <laughs> or lifestyle in Saigon right yeah. And so, have you, like, you, you come from America, right? So, mm-hmm. have you been confronted about that? No, or? no. Because that's what I feel as well. Like, I just, I, think... I will get people asking me, like, who did you vote for? Mm-hmm. And, and then they're like, why? I have a question, actually, for you. Mm-hmm. How much did you know about the Vietnam War before coming here? Not much. <laughs> I mean, we, we had maybe a chapter about it yeah. in, our, in mm-hmm. our history book and from... <laughs> so long ago I don't, I don't remember yeah. and I, I tried to refresh my memory before I came here but yeah. it also like once you get here it's really not because like you said so much of the population is young mm-hmm. and that's not in their immediate memory yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. not really a topic that that comes up that much yeah. it's kind of like okay let's move on from mm-hmm. that obviously that was like a huge part of our history mm-hmm. but let's look forward and yeah, yeah. And I've actually, actually, I think this message is shared by the parents already, even mm-hmm. though those who've lived that war, they are more like, okay, you know what, I want my kids to see forward more than, you know, be yeah. sad about the past or whatever, it's, so... It's a difficult topic. Here. I've, I've, I've never had a conversation about the the, like the American war. There's a, there's, so, like, in my experience with the being Vicky, knowing a lot of parents that left Vietnam, It's a difficult topic to talk to because it's like, you know, history is based, like the history that the Vicky wants to write sometimes is based on pain or recognizing that pain. But there, it's very hard to talk about that pain, obviously. So it's, a, it's like they choose not to talk about it. And it's like, and I think everybody chose not to talk about it and not to make it a, more than the horrible thing that it was really. And, and that is it. If you want to know, like one of the best experience that I've, that I've had, like, you know, or not the best experience, but... One of the interesting things to do when you come to Vietnam, if you're American, is to go to the American War, another war museum. Mm, yeah. And that, that gives a little bit of, you know, what Vietnam is. I don't know where I'm going with it. But yeah, go to the, to the, yeah. to the war it's museum. A, it's, it's a punch in the gut. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's, 
something. Yeah, I would say it's something that I'm, I guess, worried about in terms of the future is I feel like Vietnam tends to idolize America and the, like the American ways and they're sort of bringing that Western culture here and I'm almost like, no, don't, <laughs> don't, do, don't do it, it's yeah. terrible, like yeah. bringing the fast food here yeah. and the... Yeah. Just all of the bad things. The workaholic uh, yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, the workaholic, like all yeah. the bad things. I'm like, no. I'm fascinated with the, the evolution of Vietnam's culture. Because like, so China, when they uh, they started booming in 2000, the beginning of 2000, right? internet was very bare. Like it wasn't internet the way it is right now. And so they could, they could build the framework to control it. Framework, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> they could build that, you know, like that big firewall and everything. And, and I, I know Vietnam tried to replicate that and, just, and they gave up because the internet just like evolved so much now that like, you know, like a kid that is seven years old now, you can't, you can't control the information that he's going to choose to, to take in. And so it's like, it's going to go everywhere. And then so the Western culture has to come in the bad influence of the Western culture will come in. But then the the solutions that we've created for the past few years in mindfulness and everything will also come. So it's like, it's all like, oh, it's not this, or this big, uh, you know, boiling water. Yeah. 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 It's interesting though. I'm, I'm, I love, I love seeing the movement and, and, and all of the things that can happen. It's just going to, it's just going to be a very good experiment of life. And, and what's funny about mindfulness is if you start talking to the older generation, they are already into such type of things. Or like for them, the more important is, you know, like caring for yourself from the food you eat mm-hmm. every day. Don't look at, you know, social media. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to actually. Mm-hmm. So like they're more into taking a walk in the morning and, and mm-hmm. listening to the birds. Like the older generation in Vietnam is really into this. So like it's a huge contrast with the youngsters, yeah. and and yeah, it's it's boiling water, like really good. What do we miss the most that is not available in Vietnam? Chris, that's a good question. So what do I miss the most that is not available in Vietnam? I, I, I'm tempted to say nothing. My salary, <laughs> <laughs> being paid in Canadian dollars or euros. No, I know I don't. I, I, no, don't go down that road to AC. Uh, this question um, is, is difficult to answer because you have to be in a down mode. To get, oh, I miss this. And then. So one thing that I really missed when I came to Vietnam was a good pizza. But I think I found it. So shout out to Jimmy's New York Pizza. <laughs> uh, free plug-in for... It's food. You know, it's always based on food. You, you're, but Vietnam has such a wide area of food. And especially in the big city, you can find anything you want. Really, I miss like there's something I, I miss because like uh, we are in a project of actually buying a house with my wife and everything, and we can't like it's hard to find a garden, mm. and houses in France like they have a small house somehow a small or bigger house mm-hmm. and then a huge garden usually, mm-hmm. and here like if you have a ten square meter garden it's it's a terrace mm-hmm. it's like all concrete, yeah, and it, in Saigon it's it's like. Ha- Having a garden in Saigon is a dream. Like mm. at least at my level of revenues, it's, it's definitely yeah. <laughs> not, not something I can envision for the next few years. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like either you go to Da Nang and maybe mm. you can buy a bigger piece of land and you know. But usually they have a patio or a terrace yeah. on the top and yeah. grow stuff. Yeah. Maybe you can do that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can have a terrace, of course, mm-hmm. and you can have a rooftop, which is pretty cool actually because the higher you go, the fresher it is. Mm. 
but yeah, like a garden, I'm talking about like the, the garden that, you know, you can let your kids go and they can invent their whole life and for three hours they are free to do whatever they want mm -hmm. and it's safe and, you know, it's like nature, you can cultivate some veggies if you want mm -hmm. and then, you know, it's, it's this type of thing that maybe is missing but as soon as you go out of Saigon, like you have it, like, there is a lot of nature in Vietnam and, and everything. I know what is missing. Sorry. Yes, I, okay. I did listen to you, but I was kind of thinking at the same time. <laughs> it wasn't right. active listening; it was just barely listening. I miss walking. I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true, true. I really miss walking. Yeah, and it, it's I, I just like you know, going on a bike is is great. It's such a good thing. But just uh, taking the time to mm -hmm. go on a walk, mm -hmm. I would walk everywhere in Canada, and yeah. it would be just like. When I needed to clear my mind, I would just go on a walk downtown Toronto. But here, no. And here is like every time I go on a walk, it's like stressful. Yeah. Loud and dirty. Yeah, and you have to slide on onto the sidewalk, and I feel so unsafe. It's like like it's like near to my buildings, near to Sun Avenue. It's like you have those sidewalks; they're big, large, and everything. But they were made to be sidewalks. But you walk in it, it's like this thing has never been walked on for like years. It's like. And then you feel so unsafe. It's like it smells like piss. <laughs> it's 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 not fun. It's yeah. not joyful. No. So. And there is one problem. Is like you take your bike to go somewhere. Uh -huh. Let's say you eat in a restaurant, and then you want to walk on the way back. You cannot because yeah. you have your bike. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you have to take the yeah. bike. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Or if you want to walk, you have to park it in a parking. Mm -hmm. Go to a park, walk. That's so like you have to actually process yeah. this into your mm -hmm. your daily agenda instead yeah. of you know having it as a natural thing to do. Yeah. Sometimes I and at the beginning when I was with with me I would love driving bikes to explore, but sometimes I would slow down real slow like you know 20k and I just just to see the stores because I love like you know I would love to go on a walk and be like oh this is the shop next to my place and this is another mm -hmm. one oh that's what they do and everything it should like. What are you doing? You know, it's like, why do you slow down? And then I was like, oh, let me go into this shop to see what they have. And like, you don't do that in Vietnam, you yeah. know? Like, if you, you go, go in, in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. You don't just go and be like, how much is this? How much is that? Oh, this is interesting. I'll put it on my shopping list. <laughs> get insulted. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but, but no, the customer is king. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. So, uh, but if you take the time in Vietnam and, and just take like the, just that street that you live in and you walk it, Suddenly you're like, oh, ah, this place here, yeah. oh, there's this, and then, yeah, mm. I miss good music. <laughs> <laughs> I miss like oh, I can't stand going going out. I mean, I don't even go out to the clubs that much, but. A huge reason why is because the music is all this Vina house like, <laughs> techno stuff, and I miss like true hip hop, like yeah. good dance music and i miss yeah. live live music shows like good acoustic rock like folk mm. folk rock kind yeah. of music i miss like like me and my family would go to these like you know music in the park type things you mm. kind of like put out your blanket and have mm. bring your snacks and beer and wow. whatever and then watch watch the concert yeah. like that doesn't really mm -hmm. happen so much here so I miss true that. true I think it's, it's, it's really good it's, in the in the context of today true. though like i think everybody misses good music <laughs> and going live live shows we're lucky again in vietnam yeah. we uh, we had a third wave we call it the third wave and we're now reopening so we're so lucky mm. Yeah. Thanks, Chris, for the questions. Next question, I have a... It's a questions about habits. 
again from my friend Luke. What advice would you give someone who is unmotivated and stuck in the same routines or afraid of change? I would say for me, for me again, like I can only give advice that worked for me. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I wished I would have started at the very beginning of my journey, which was not meditation, is journaling. Mm-hmm. Because you can you cannot know the source of your unmotivation unless you express it out of your body. Talking is not enough for me anymore because I, I've had the experience of going back on my words so many times, but you, can got, you cannot go back on written words. So once you express an idea in written, then at least you can confront that sentence and you are accountable to yourself to that sentence. So that's what I would start with. Define why you're unmotivated. And step number two is define uh, what is that bad routine that you're having and change. Start swapping parts of that routine one by one, slowly. One by one, slowly. Perfect. And then, uh, so I'll, I'll answer that, uh, that next one too. They, they say it takes 21 days to create a habit, break a habit. What if I can make it through the 21 days? Do you got any advice for that? First, it's, well, my, my, my opinion on this is it is not 21 days. So it is at very least 66 days. 21 days is now a myth. Okay? Yeah. So I think if you, self-compassion is very important. Give yourself the right amount of time. So when you start something, don't be like, yeah, I'll smash it and I'll prove it to myself in 21 days. Be like, it's going to take a really long amount of time. 66 days is two months, mm-hmm. so let me go baby steps yeah. one at a time and you'll realize that it compounds. And if you journal and you track your data carefully every day, you'll see that at the end of the 66 days, so many mm-hmm. good things will happen. And I can talk about my personal experience because this is relating to a lot of things I've been through in 2020. Mm-hmm. It's like I would, start, I would start identifying a habit I would want to break and I would, I would start breaking it And then less than a week after, I will detect another one and be like, okay, I'm going to start this one as well. And then you, you take on too many habits to break at the mm-hmm. same time. And sometimes you lack of like energy to, 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 to break these mm-hmm. habits all at once. So it's good, like what you said about yeah. the step-by-step, I mm-hmm. think is important. And self-compassion because give yourself some time. Yeah. Give yourself some, some time to review, to, mm-hmm. to, to get back the energy that you gain from, from breaking this habit mm-hmm. and observe the results as well. Mm-hmm. Also, it's, it's very important to have a, a support system. Yes. Every time you do something, have a support system. If you want, you can hire me. Yeah. <laughs> the coach <laughs> but uh, or Dana or Dana if it's about food it changes <laughs> diet and, and women <laughs> and or environment if it's about productivity do not talk yeah. to me <laughs> call me if you need any type of like you know coaching on productivity and, and systems and habits but uh, no like even if you don't hire anybody it's good to have a support system someone that can keep you accountable you know he, people do that with, with uh, fitness they hire personal trainers so I always recommend, you know, to, to get coaching or to get like an actual accountability system, whether yeah. it's through money or through, you know, some type of challenge or... Yeah. And if, I think there is this thing behind the 21 days, it's like, what happened next after the 21 days? Like, oh, okay, so I stopped smoking. What? So what? I can start again? <laughs> what happens, you know? Oh, I'm a hero. Yeah. No, it's more like... A, Instead of seeing it as a, a result after 21 days or after 66 days or whatever, mm-hmm. more like an inner and, and, and a deep down reason why you want to start or stop mm-hmm. this habit. And 
putting the good amount of efforts and, and focus yeah. to actually make it a long-term goal in your life. Be like, okay, I want to stop eating uh, fast food, then, you know, truly doing it and envisioning the long-term, like the marathon, more than the 21 days or the 66 days or this year. It's, it's more yeah. like on the long run. Yeah, it's a, it's a lifestyle change. Mm. And, I would... and, and that's why you actually, sorry, and that's mm. why you actually cannot take on too many habits you want to start or stop at the same time. Because mm-hmm. he, at the beginning, at least for the 21st one day or the 66 first days, you need to focus on that. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. It's going to be hard at yeah. the beginning. And then after, once it gets easier, after two months or three months, then you can be, decide on another one, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I would just add to make small incremental changes rather than just trying to go hard, like making a huge change. Like, for example, if you are trying to switch from, you know, your standard American diet, eating a lot of milk and dairy and all that stuff, and then you want to switch to a plant-based diet, it depends on your personality. Some people are, like, they can just switch cold turkey and be like, you know, I'm not eating animal products anymore, but for some people, you might need to make like small changes every day and just sort of planning out, you know, I'm going to do two plant-based meals a week and then like the next week do three more or whatever it is. So making those small baby steps rather than trying to do something big all at once. Yeah, yeah, perfect. We're starting plant-based day. And keep documenting yourself. Yeah, documenting. Yes. All right, the last question. Woo! So we we kept it uh, this for the end because this is the most exciting question that we have. Um, oh. so, uh, <laughs> Chris had good questions. I mean, no, yeah, like we, we got really excited about that question. So it's my personal taste. You can't question it. But... I know you guys love relationships. So yes. <laughs> Go ahead. We, 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 we're leaving 20 minutes for this one, so that's good. Um, do you want to read it? Yeah. Do you accomplish more when you are in a relationship? Or when you're single? Yeah, like, bah, this is like the bomb question. So without diving too deep into it, so me and Nico are in a relationship. Nico okay. is married. I mean, I mean, almost two years of relationship now. Mm-hmm. Dana, you are... Single. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think we're all three in very happy place in our lives. So mm-hmm. we can, you know, talk about our experience on this. How long have you been in a relationship for? Mm-hmm. Almost seven years. It's the same question with like work-life balance. And we had this discussion in the in teens episode. It's like, it's not work and life. It's like, it has to be together. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you start seeing it as one, one, one day or one week or one month, then you start putting, you know, efforts, energy, hours into the relationship and into your work. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the boundary is not... The relationship itself it's if it, it, i think like it's a choice but at the same time i think it's more like both of them coming together i don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense what i'm saying but for me i don't define my accomplishments based on the relationship so mm-hmm. this question for me is more like if you are in a relationship make sure that you have you know the energy and the time and mm-hmm. and 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 you better put one hour a week into it you know, and you go, you do a really good date once a week, mm-hmm. more than you see each other every day. Like at the beginning, I remember at the beginning, she was staying at home behind me working on my desk and she was on the bed. 
playing on her iPad. And I was like, why, why, like, why do we meet? And what, I, why are you here? <laughs> because you are playing yeah. behind my yeah, back. Yeah. Like, this is really yeah. annoying. I'm working. <laughs> and, and, and actually, she would sacrifice her friends. You know, like she was like, oh, but I had a friend's appointment, but I canceled it because of, you know, because I wanted to see you. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's very flattering somehow, but mm. we should not do that because it's, it's like, it, it, we are not enjoying our time together mm. doing that. And now, like, now she's more with her friends than with me, so... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It sounds like it's more about quality than quantity. Mm. Quality more than quantity, obviously. Mm. All the time. Mm-hmm. Especially for accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to be satisfied about ourselves. We want, we want to be satisfied about whatever we do, right? So, mm-hmm. so that's... It's so interesting answer. to see everybody's perspective. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm the opposite, Nico, where I think I've been single as long as you've been in a relationship. <laughs> and I think, I think it depends on, okay, I have, I have, I have two, I have two thoughts. So first of all, I think, again, we need to, we would need to define what is accomplishing yeah. because you, it just might be different things that you're accomplishing. Like you might be accomplishing a really great relationship that might be your focus exactly. or you might be accomplishing something in work so I don't think it I, I think that's kind of what you're saying it's it doesn't have to be separate where it's like if I'm if I'm doing a lot in work it doesn't have to mean that my relationship has to suffer mm-hmm. and then the other thing so do you think it's better not, not better but like what about being single or being in a relationship then mm-hmm. to accomplish yeah, I think I think it depends on the person that you're with. So yes, okay. if, you know, if I was still in the relationship that I was in when I was in high school and college, mm. this really toxic, horrible relationship that brought me down, I would definitely not be where I am at today. And I think for me, I had to go on that, that journey these past couple of years of getting myself in a healthy place and like getting that self-love and yes. <laughs> you know like do doing my own thing finding myself because if I was if I was trying to be in a relationship that whole time I just would not be where I am today and I feel like I am finally at the place where I could bring someone else in my life but I'm also having this struggle hesitation where I'm like oh but I'm I'm so fine on my own and like how am I gonna make time Mm -hmm. for someone else when I when I have like so many other things going on so Mm -hmm. I do like think about that a lot so true you have to be ready to work on that relationship Mm -hmm. and and yeah Mm -hmm. wow why is it such a good question it's it's such an interesting question because I the way it resonated with me was I, I have a huge uh history of a fear of abandonment and codependency where for me i didn't know what self-love was and if you don't know anything about self-love you don't know anything about being in a relationship with yourself so for me it resonated because i read the word single as loneliness and, mm-hmm. uh, and like you know that deep loneliness that fear of dying alone and in a relationship for me now that i'm in a relationship with myself the that that fear has disappeared and i can be in a relationship that i think is very mature and, 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 and loving with, with uh, my girlfriend uh, now. But it is true, I can reflect on this in the past, uh, before this relationship, every other relationship brought me silence, brought me, like I could accomplish more because I didn't have that fear that was so 
like present this fear of being lonely yeah aka yeah, yeah. single and uh, yeah and so okay. like uh, i had a huge uh, I, at that time i was every time i was single my only focus was to get a girlfriend or to be in this type of relationship mm. where like you know it was my my sole focus it was like i need a companion so or i just sometimes i would say to someone like i just need you to come to sit next to me <laughs> exactly like your, your your wife now like to sit behind me but do whatever you have to do but i need someone behind me so i can focus on doing things mm-hmm. if not my mind is like i was so scared and i can see it now i was so scared of being alone and i i needed or back then i was confused i needed to prove myself and having a girl was like everything for me or you know like it was just a, the start it was just a, yeah it was a big big uh big thing and i can I have a lot of friends that are still like this, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm dating all those girls and, but I can't, I can't, I can't tell them that I just want to have them like, you know, stay over and so I can like focus or stay over. So I like not, and then it's, it gets very tangled and complicated. So I can see, yeah, I can see people being able to accomplish more in a relationship, but it has nothing to do with the other person. It has more to do with them not wanting to be alone, really. Oh wow! Um, Do you think you would be fine today if you were single? I keep on saying this to me, and uh, and, it, and it makes her very mad. <laughs> and, 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 and that, that you would be fine. Is it, it's like no, it's like yeah, I'm fine with myself, mm-hmm. and this is an important self affirmation that I that I that I need to do to to erase thirty three years of not saying this to myself, you know. And it's like yeah, I'm, I would be fine in a relationship with myself. I would be fine living by myself, and I've I've been fine for the past year and a half her presence is only now enhancing you know my life and i, I don't <laughs> last time we were talking about this on the on the bike where like some people said to you or you know the only reason why i'm waking up in the morning uh, is, yeah. is is because of you you know wow. <laughs> and so i was like i get back home and i said her to I said yeah, this to her as I a joke my, like, my ex-boyfriend said that to me like the only reason i get out of bed in the morning is because of you and i Broke up with. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's no. too much pressure. But uh, in 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 moments <laughs> where I was not in control of myself, when my fear was controlling me, I can see myself. I can remember myself saying those stupid ass things, or like you know, like but you're everything for me, but you. And so right now I'm like, obviously I tell her I love her. Obviously I tell her you know it's, it's very important, and she's motivating me in a, in a different way now. So yes, I'm accomplishing more now in this relationship because as. Uh, you know the older person a more mature and experienced person in the relationship i'm i'm accomplishing i'm i have this motivation to to support her mm-hmm. to see her growth because it's so satisfying to to see someone that is younger than than you not making the same mistakes than you you know when they're just about to do the same mistakes you know like no don't do that you'll hack <laughs> you'll hack your way through and it's so satisfying to see that and yeah what now the way i see it is what I'm, I'm accomplishing, I'm accomplishing more in a relationship because I'm accomplishing relationship, mm-hmm. really. And this is, this is, for me, it's at the end of, at the end of the day, I want a strong relationship in my life. That's mm-hmm. it. With the day my life ends, I want to have had a successful, loving relationship yeah. mm-hmm. with myself, with her. And that's it. Like money, fame, and all those things, like I can have that. But <laughs> money, and the other things, the material things, is not gonna. Yeah, yeah. That's so not true. what I, you know. And and we tend to forget when we are in a relationship. Like I've seen even myself with, with less experience. You know, like you start to 
merge two people into one person mm -hmm. and try to combine the two and take the best out of it and everything and you forget you start to forget yourself yeah. you start to forget that sometimes you like a calm moment and you don't or you like to wake up early or you like to meet with people i used to define relationship too i had a very bad definition of it where it was like i'm such a basic guy really it was like the, the other person would complete me Yeah. Nobody mm -hmm. fucking yeah. completes you. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, someone else can compliment you mm. and support you and push you through the, the hard time. And that's what mm. I think teamwork should be in general. You know, we have a relationship right now. Mm -hmm. And I think we can achieve more because, you know, we're supporting each other. Exactly. But not re we're not replacing parts yeah. of our own self. Of course, because we are <laughs> someone else. It's, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's yeah. a limiting belief, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. I really like the term you use, like I'm in a relationship with myself rather than saying single, like I'm in a relationship mm -hmm. with myself. That's really interesting. And yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I feel like being in a relationship is not the end all be all like and final destination to happiness. Like <laughs> it's, you know, if, yeah. if you're single and you're thinking one day I'll be happy when I'm, yeah. when I'm in that relationship, yeah. when I'm married or whatever, that's not the case. Yeah. So you have to... <laughs> There's a meme on these days that I've seen online with, I, I don't know what it is, but like it's a guy eating alone in a... In a restaurant. Lunch, a restaurant. Yeah, I've seen it. And it's like, it's true. It's very true. If you can go eat a dinner at a restaurant alone in the middle of a crowd, yeah, you're in a relationship yourself, do you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, like, and for me, it took me years to be able to do that. Or oh, even, really? Like, travel, traveling outside. For me, in my head, fear of You would always houses, want to have someone. No, it's the, the world always is around you. It's like, you know, when you have very low self-confidence okay. and everything, you think that everybody is insulting you or everybody is looking at you, yeah. you know, like judging you, is judging you and like you're going to go and sit in the middle of the restaurant and that's, The only thing that people around you will see is you eating alone and they'll know deep inside of you that you're like useless you are you know? and you're like, oh my God, all this judgment and it's just you talking to you. Yeah. Fucking head, man. It's like, so yeah. if, for me, and I, it's like, you know, self-building that self-love, self-confidence. Mm -hmm. But try this out. Go and eat alone. I mean, oh, I, I think we, yeah. Yeah, we all do now. All the time. <laughs> we all do. But it's like, yeah. times, you know, It's, yeah, so I think it, I think if when you come from abroad and you arrive in Vietnam, it's it's easier to do because you don't have the choice first mm -hmm. sometimes, yeah, and also because you don't understand what people are saying. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The they could be talking about you, yeah, but, but you're not gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think moral of the story is love yourself first, get mm -hmm. in a good relationship with yourself first, and. You know, a relationship isn't going to complete you. Don't see single as lonely. Yeah, single yeah. is not I mean, don't see, it's, the it's, same it's as easy lonely. To say, but, yeah, mm. that's how it resonated with me. Yeah, and oh, the yeah. relationship good, yeah. should it can add value to your life, mm -hmm. but it's it's not like necessary for your happiness or accomplishment. It should it should definitely add value to your life. Like if you're in a relationship right now and it's weighing you down yeah. or holding you back mm -hmm. or even if it's just like not really doing anything mm -hmm. for you that would mm -hmm. be a red flag if it's weighing you down it's definitely activity because it's triggering fear so it's feeding on the fears that you have yeah it's not supposed to complete you it's supposed to complement you mm -hmm. so perfect that's it yeah mm -hmm. so i'm actually happy that we had some questions for this episode because <laughs> we were all <laughs> risking it by you know mm -hmm. 
posting online with the, the, the small community that we have and, yeah. <laughs> and risking and risking to actually have no one asking us any question. Yeah. And that's what being a creator is all about. You yeah. try something and you don't know if it's going to work or not. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> might yeah. totally fail. Mm. Yeah. Might be awesome. And uh, yeah, like we had so many guests who actually came to the, epi- to the episode not really, you know, expecting anything and some good stuff came out so i think this is all about doing that as well we want to do it more mm-hmm. so like we want to do more episodes like this the three of us probably once a month if you guys like it of course maybe next month it's not going to be about questions from the audience it's going to be something else but if you actually have ideas don't hesitate to let us know in the comments mm-hmm. or directly on our facebook page for example mm-hmm. and, and if you like this episode if you learn more about creators in Saigon, don't hesitate to actually review us on Apple Podcast, yes. on uh, any other platforms, talk to your friends, share these, these, all, this, all these nice creators that we meet every day in Saigon. Mm-hmm. And thank you for listening. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Creators in Saigon. If you liked this episode, Become a part of our mission to inspire others by leaving a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts and sharing this episode with your friends on social media. This one small act can truly make a difference in someone's life. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and see you next time.